Hey, it's Melaine Lee, and you found your way to the Divine Goddess Revolution podcast. This podcast is no ordinary podcast. It is for women looking to thrive, not just survive. It's for women looking to learn how to really unlock and unleash that divine light within so that they can rock their inner goddess on a daily basis. The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. Hey guys, I am so excited about this episode. Ash Ahern is someone that I was connected to through another friend of mine, and we honestly hit it off from the start. She is such a badass goddess, and she's a mother and an entrepreneur. She combines spirituality in all of her practices. She's a graphic designer as well as a branding coach, and she's so much more than that, though. I'm really excited about this conversation because we go into why spirituality and practicing spiritual practices in your everyday life is so essential to keep grounded, to keep on track, to keep focused as an entrepreneur, but also as a mother. So I hope this episode serves you and you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. Here we go. to have you here, Ash. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm really excited to chat with you. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, side note, guys, we've been chatting for quite a bit of time before we started. I'm like, (laughs) we need to start recording this because some of the things that are coming out are quite juicy and we need to share this with other ladies and not be stingy sharers. So here we are (laughs) recording. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and sharing with all of you. <laughs> so if you want to tell the audience just a little bit about, you know, I think it's so cool what you do and what you're creating, but not just the fact that like you're a graphic designer and brand coach, but the fact that you have this really strong spiritual practice and connection that you incorporate into your work, which I think is so cool and important. So my question for you is, I have a couple of questions, Ash. Number one, like, can you explain a little bit about of the work that you do with the spirituality involved in the branding and the graphic design? But then also, how does that spiritual practice support you in perhaps balancing or staying in rhythm with your business and your children? So first of all, I've only had this business for the last 20 months. I've been sort of dabbling, I guess you could say, in my methodology, not really sure how to differentiate myself in the market because there are so many graphic designers. But I was a coach first and foremost. I've been coaching entrepreneurs for the last 10 years, but mainly in the financial space. I was a broker for 10 years here in Canada and I trained and developed other brokers. So that was my job was to help them develop what their own business was going to look like and how to essentially fingerprint their business because we're all unique in our fingerprint. We're all unique in our energy signature. And how do you portray that and, and, you know, market that? So I would work with these people and not having any formal training as a coach, but really work with them on what makes them different, what makes them special, what's their secret sauce, right, that they're bringing to the table. And generally, it has to do with their experiences. There's no two people in the world who's ever had the exact same experiences. 
And so I started to help them build brands around experiences. And when I came online in November of 2016, I, my eyes were opened up to a whole new realm of possibility because in Canada, the financial industry is regulated really heavily and I could only operate and work with people from my region. So there was no online anything for me. <laughs> and I found mm. that my spirit was like so craving more spiritual connection in my business because up until that point, I had a really strong spiritual practice and my job was mm. awesome, but they weren't married. So I felt a disconnect. Mm. I felt like there was misalignment happening. I felt like I couldn't truly be myself in my business. And I feel like it caused disconnection between potential clients all the time because we're very sensitive to energy and, and we can sense other people's intentions often without even realizing it. You know, when you get that gut feeling about somebody like, mm, something's not quite right there, that's your mm. intuition telling you this person is not, there's something out of line here. They're either lying mm. to you or they believe something to be true that isn't, or it's, that's maybe more drastic ideas, but we can sense it. And I really wanted to be fully aligned in my business. And I knew in order to do that, I had to walk away from a career that I had built for 10 years. Um, mm. And I was, I did really well at it, but I'm not going to lie. I wasn't financially in the place I wanted to be either because it takes a huge amount of time and money to invest in something like that. And I just wasn't in it. My heart wasn't in it. So I walked away from that career and I walked away from the huge book of clients and agents that I had developed over time. Um, I basically just gave them to another broker and walked away and kind of, you know, wiped my hands clean of that situation and then panicked because I had nothing else to go off of. So I left that business in February 2016 and from February to November really just kind of dabbled. I knew I wanted to travel. I knew I wanted to experience new things, go to events, meet new people. So I decided I wanted to host a retreat and I had no idea how to do this. So I just did it and ended up being a little bit of a flop for me because I ended up having some health challenges. But not to take any excuses away, I probably could have worked through it if things were aligning for me and they weren't. And I think it was because I was doing the whole fake it till you make it thing, which is what I was taught to do in the financial industry. And it wasn't working for me online. And I didn't even really launch an online business until, like I said, that November. So it was a scary time. And we went into sort of a financial crisis. And that led to sort of my breakdown moment. My breakthrough to breakdown moment was when I had to leave my the house that we were living in. We had to leave. We couldn't afford it anymore. My car was repossessed. There was a lot of icky things that happened. And I had two little babies at home. They were two and three. It was awful. So that experience mm. I will never forget. And it's what's launched me into doing what I'm doing now. And I feel like now that my spirituality and my business are connected, it's just been going at lightning speed. Like I almost can't keep up. And that's such a beautiful, wonderful thing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I think that that's so important because I, you know, I was sharing with you before when we were recording was that, you know, spirituality is such a foundational piece in, in my life as well as in my business and the way I teach my clients. And I think that that marriage is so important, especially for women entrepreneurs that are mothers as well, mm -hmm. because that faith and that connection to my higher power, who I choose to call God, <clears throat> everyone can have their own definition, mine happens to be God. But like that, that saves my ass on a daily moment to moment basis, mm -hmm. because when shit's hitting the fan or things aren't going the way I think they should be going or mm -hmm. according to plan, I'm like, oh, God must be really loving up on me right now because something magic is happening back behind the curtains that I can't see, but I know 
then mm-hmm. it's all working out for me because I know that my higher power has my back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I've really tried to do is, cause I mean, as a mom and having a business, like it's, it's chaos at the best of times because you really do, you're trying to juggle and a mom job is already 17 half. Right. So then you add yeah. in the business element and you're doing all of your own marketing and all of your own messaging and you're editing, you're building your own website and you're trying to do all these things. Like how many hats do we wear? It's probably over a hundred. So mm-hmm. if you don't have something to ground you, if you don't have tools and strategies and resources and practices to help you stay connected and see that bigger picture, it's so easy to get lost in the muck. Yeah, totally. How about your daughters? Do you have a son too? I don't. I have three daughters. Yeah. Oh, three girls. My fiance would be so jealous. He really wants a girl badly. And I have a stepson, and then we just had a, another little boy. So I'm like, I think we're destined to have boys all around us, but <laughs> maybe we'll have a little magical girl pop through. How have your daughters really supported, supported, or have they taken away from that spiritual aspect? Have they enhanced it, or has it been a deterrent from your spiritual practice? No, not at all. I mean, I think from an early age, because I came into my own spiritual awakening when they were just babies. Mm. So it's really been something that I've wanted to integrate with them since day one for me. And we have our own practices and rituals that we do together as a family. So before each meal, we give gratitude. Before we go to bed, we talk about our worries and our cares and the things that, you know, are on their hearts before they go to bed. And we give gratitude before bed also. My middle daughter is quite connected. She's really, really interesting. She will say, you know, the darndest things. Things that you don't expect a six-year-old to say, you know, when she's having her praying or anything like that. Often when she's praying, even if it's for a meal or before bed, she says, you know, she wants to pray for everybody in the whole wide world because everybody needs love. Right. And it's like, Mm. how does she know that? (laughs) Like, how does she have a sense for the, the bigness of the world already? So I think it really does help. And it actually... Because of creating these routines and rituals with them, they sort of hold me accountable in a sense, right? Because mm-hmm. I want to keep showing up and, and keep developing my connection so that they can too. And so on a day where maybe I just don't feel like it, I do it anyway because they're the ones who are watching, right? And mm-hmm. having that self-discipline, they see it and they, they see the example that I'm setting. And I think it's really, really important that we always remember who's watching and that we would do the best possible things for ourselves because they're watching. This is such a powerful message because I think that, yeah, the children are always watching. And the thing is how much this relates to our business is that people are always watching. People Mm -hmm. are always watching us, especially with every modality of social media, you know, handle that we have, Instagram, Instagram story, Instagram live, Facebook TV, Facebook, Facebook live, all those different things. People are always watching us and, you know, including our children. And it's really about walking the talk. And if we're not, I think Mm -hmm. it's easily sniffed out. And our children especially can sniff that out pretty fast. I have a stepson that's 10. And if I'm to say to him, you know, you need to brush your teeth. And then I'm continuing to not brush my teeth or not floss, he's going to be like, well, why would I do that if you're not doing it? You know, the actions are such more of a, you know, attractive thing for them to learn. And if if we're not walking the talk, they won't either. They'll be like, yeah, "Yeah, now I'm not doing that. Don't eat (laughs) junk food, but then I'm pounding back, you know, junk food. Well, but you're doing it. So why would I listen to what you're saying? 
And mm-hmm. it's the same thing with our business, isn't it? I mean, especially as a, a branding coach, what do you see people struggle with in like not having their message being conveyed properly? Do you see that happen? Oh my gosh, all the time. And here's why. It's because we are so desperate for somebody to tell us what to do that we look mm-hmm. to pretty much everywhere except within ourselves. We look for, you know, posts on Pinterest on how to develop, you know, a brand message or we follow coaches who help with that. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with hiring a coach if you're really struggling and you you can't figure it out on your own. It's okay. That's what they're there for. But my experience is they won't answer the question for you anyways. They're just going to help you uh, tap into your own genius. If they're a good mm. coach, they're not going to tell you exactly what to do. Uh, they're going to help you find the answers, you know, along. They'll guide you on that pathway. But there's lots of people who are self-proclaimed coaches and I'm not trying to knock the industry because I love it. (laughs) But (laughs) you just really need to be careful when you are reading a post and they're giving you some feedback like, you know, stop messing around. Here's how you create a proper mission statement or whatever. And they've got, you know, the five steps to developing the perfect mission statement. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Um, That may work for them and it may work for, for a lot of people. And by following somebody else's guidelines or whatever, at least you're on the path of finding your own voice. But I find mm. that it, the tools and the, and the cookie cutter approaches that we have to business, they kind of need to get thrown out because what makes you special, that unique energy, you know, fingerprint that you have, no five step process or 10 step process I find is going to help you tap into that. It's, you really got to get serious about doing the work and figuring out a way to communicate with yourself. And I think that's why I'm so passionate and adamant about my spiritual practice, because if you're not tuned into your own wants and desires and what you want to do, <clears throat> gosh, it makes business awfully hard. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think that I always say strategies are great, like they're great, but mm-hmm. there's no magic pill that someone can swallow and then poof, you're going to have all the success and all this money and everything's going to be great overnight. I really think that it has to feel like I was just telling my clients recently that for a year I was doing Facebook ads and then it just felt really not aligned. Like my soul was like, nope, nope, nope. Do not do them. Do not do them. And Mm -hmm. I didn't listen for like a month and I was like leaking out money from these ads. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, let me listen and let me sit with what feels more aligned. And then we had all these ideas flowing through me that are completely different than ads, but are still going to be legion, legion for my company, but totally in a different way. And I'm like, Oh, this is cool. And I think that, you know, I think that that's so important. You know, like you're talking about earlier, there's little, your intuition talking to you. And it's so important to really give it space so that it can be heard. Mm -hmm. How do you, cause I think, you know, a lot of the moms listening in are probably like, yes, space. (laughs) But by the way, guys, I have like a baby that's almost three months old and when all when the podcast is like going live may might be about four or five months old so um <laughs> there's a very limited space that happens but I'm curious like Ash how do you create for ideas to be birthed for your business while also you know being a mother and having family as a core value you know what my family really has to be on board with what's going on mm. It can't be a sole decision. And I struggle with that. And the reason why is, I don't know if you follow human design at all. I do, um, yeah. I'm a manifester. And so mm. I have a buttload of energy for new projects. 
they excite me. <laughs> I am a starter, like a big time starter. I will have an unending supply of energy for the start of a new business or start of a new idea. I'm not a finisher. I'm not designed to be a finisher. And I'm totally reliant on people around me to get things done. And the same is true for my family life and the way that I have to run, you know, my household without the support of a partner. Honestly, I wouldn't have a business and I wouldn't probably be making any money and I wouldn't have it. There wouldn't be any level of, you know, success in the way that I see it because mm. I literally need that support. I can't get through the day oftentimes. If I'm doing a lot of activities, if I have to do a lot of integrator activities, they're very energy draining for me. To be clear on that, integrator activities are things that like are administrative, uh, balancing the books, like the accounting side of things, setting up my CRM funnels, anything like that, writing a bunch of email copy. Ugh. Like, those are not my yeah. sons of genius at all. Mm-hmm. I was, and I'm basing this off of the book written by Gino Wickman. It's called Rocket Fuel. I talk about this all the time with my clients. Rocket Fuel changed my life because I really had the opportunity to know and understand who I am. And that's a visionary. And when you can finally own that you're a visionary, it sets you free because I wouldn't own that title forever. I thought, who am I to call myself a visionary? Right? You know, the who am I statements, those are the worst. (laughs) But right? Totally. Who am I to call myself a visionary? What have I done in the world? How can I be a visionary when I haven't done anything? I haven't changed the world. I haven't made my impact yet. But it's not about what you've done. It's about who you are. Just in the way that you mm. show up, the, the way that your gears turn, right? So yeah. when I finally read this book and know and understand that I'm a visionary, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a visionary and I'm a manifester. They're so perfectly attached to each other. And if I just do what I'm best at, which is something that Tom Rath talks about, right? In Strength Finders 2.0, he talks about how in society, we're so focused on our weaknesses and we think that we need to make them better and we need to tweak them and try to just always be better. And it's sort of this like, like twisted, <laughs> mutated mentality on things. When really, if we just focused on what we're freaking genius at and focused mm-hmm. on that and developed those that and mastered that, right? 10,000 hours, says Malcolm Gladwell to be a master at anything. So if you just focused on the things you love, those 10,000 hours will zip by in a flash. But if you focus on the things that you don't like to do, how long will it take you to do 10,000 hours? Probably a lifetime, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So totally. You're speaking my language, sister. Okay, good. I mean, and and I get kind of of preachy, you know, around this topic because it lights me up. It's like, I want to unlock whatever that is about somebody's you know, perceived notions and ideas about themselves, they need to lean on other people. They have to. You can't do it alone. There's no way, there's no such thing as a self-made success story. There isn't. Yeah, you know, I don't want to do it alone. And it took me a little while to get there. But, you know, I think the first year in business, I kind of fumbled around a little bit trying to do it all on my own. And the more I get that the bigger impact I want to create, because the bigger legacy that I want to leave behind... And the bigger, you know, impact that I want to just have on women in general to support them. I can't do it by myself. I can't do it by myself. And coincidentally, I also can't do the mothering thing by myself. Like I can't, I, it would be Mm -hmm. great if I could do it all by myself, but I don't want to. It's, it's hard. It doesn't feel good in either area to do it by ourselves. And I love this, you know, thing that you brought up about the zone of genius, which is, you know, I always say to my my team, I'm like, I stay in my lane 
And then I give you stuff that's not in my lane because funnily enough, one of my, one of the women that's on my team is staying at my house right now to help me out with my son and while I'm working. And, um, she had me up like last night with all these ideas that she wanted to implement in my company. And I'm like, great, you go do it. You go execute this. Cause Mm -hmm. I, it does not like chat box and emails and rewiring configurations and coding, not my jam at all. Love the ideas. Do not ever come talk to me about me implementing them because I'll just get lost in the shuffle. But I'll stay in my lane and do what I'm really good at and then let people that are good at doing those things that I'm not good at do that because that's what lights them up and that support helps me to stay focused on what I'm good at and have more space to hang out with my my kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do this exercise with my clients all the time where I'm helping them define what their priorities are, Mm. right? Because so much of what, you know, we think is important isn't important and you know how that goes. And it's going to be different for every single person, which is why I don't have like a cookie cutter, like I was telling you, I don't have like a one method that works for everybody. That's impossible. You just couldn't, that's just not possible. You can't create that. That has to be from tapped in from within, right? For my personal priority list is my spiritual life is number one. My personal health and wellness is number two. My family and my friends, my relationships is three. And then my business is fourth. And I tell other business people Mm. this and they're like, what? (laughs) Mm. How can it be fourth? You know, without making money, how does your family pay your bills without this, without that? And they just... I, I think they kind of work themselves up a little bit in thinking that they have to surrender something. They have to give up or they have to compromise on some of the things that they love to do or, or values that they have in order to be successful in business. And I just don't believe that that's true. Not for one second. You can have your cake and eat it too, which is a sentence we don't hear a lot. <laughs> right. But I think it's really important to mention because if you're tuned in and you're connected and you've got support, and you're taking care of yourself, everything else flows. Yeah. Because you just attract totally. energy, right? It's totally, you know, it's so woo. It's like the secret all over again, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the secret really isn't like a secret. And I don't even, I mean, maybe it was a secret when it was coming out, but it's like really not a secret. It's just that people are like, well, why is everyone not tapping into that? Well, everyone's not really ready to listen is the thing sometimes, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or really do the work or embody the be that it takes to to have that. But yeah, yeah I couldn't agree with you more on everything. I really mm-hmm. love this conversation. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. This I'm is, like having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. If you had one thing that you could tell all the mothers out there that you knew before becoming a mother, what would that be? Oh, something I knew before becoming a mom? Yeah. Holy. (laughs) You know what? I've always known that I was meant for something more. Mm. I always knew that. And I don't know where that came from. When, even when I was little, like I envisioned myself being on TV, uh, being a published author, having an impact in the world. And I think it had less to do with wanting to be famous and rich, but more just about being important or, or having a mission that really stood for something. Because I came from a neighborhood that my mom was on welfare when I was a child, which is a basically a social assistance program for any non-Canadian listeners. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, that was a hard experience to grow up with. 
but I don't want to play the victim card and say that, well, if, you know, without that experience, you know, maybe I'd be a better person. I actually think it made me a better person because I just grew up with so much gratitude for the small things. My mom was really, really good at communicating, you know, where things came from and who to be thankful for when they showed up. I think that was really, really important. (laughs) Here's my daughter, my youngest. (laughs) And so, you know, I always knew that there was something special about me. I may not have known what it was or connected with it for a while, but knowing that about yourself, it takes you in a different direction. Because I, you know, I was a bit of a rebel as a teenager. I didn't like following the rules. I didn't like being told what to do. I sort of had issues with authority. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of just did what I wanted. And some of those lessons, you know, I was always still straight and narrow in where I was going in the world. Even though if if I was acting out or or going to a, you know, a bush party and getting drunk or anything like that, I always knew that I was going to go to university. I was going to get a degree. I was going to be somebody. (laughs) And so that actually helped guide me, right? Because I would sometimes get myself myself involved with the wrong crowd. And that was my indicator that this is the wrong crowd for you. You don't don't belong here. You don't share the values that these people do. What are you doing here? And kind of talking myself into Mm. straightening out, you know? (laughs) That's fascinating. And also, I think that it's so great to, like, remind yourself before entering that motherhood that, like, hey you're destined for something greater and it's okay to still want that. And it's okay to still go for that. Even while you're a mother, you don't need to feel guilty that somehow you're neglecting them by going for what it is that you desire or for like playing this really big game. But in fact, enhancing their lives to show them anything's possible. Everything that you want can happen. Like I always say to my stepson because he's like I want to drive in a Lamborghini and I'm like well if that's what you want you can create that life like whatever you want you get to have you get to create that and Mm -hmm. you're the creator of your reality so like you get to have that now I say to him you might not want that in the future but if that's what you want go for it buddy you know anything's possible but if I say that to him and I'm not doing it myself doesn't Mm -hmm. mean anything exactly yeah because they they see right through it they do yeah Kids are brilliant. (laughs) They are. They are. They are. They're brilliant. So are you. You're so brilliant. Where can where can the ladies that are listening in find you, Ash? Where's the best way to connect with you and learn more about what you're up to and doing? That's a great question. My website needs updating (laughs) because I'm I'm really (laughs) tuning into you know the spirituality side of my business, but I I talk a lot about what it takes to co-create an aligned brand. So, I mean, mm. that's maybe a good place to start is ashahern.com. But I'm on Facebook. Like, I'm totally open. I'm super approachable. Never hesitate. You can always reach out to me on there. If you find me on Facebook, you can send me a friend request and we can definitely connect. I just want to be of service. I just want to help out as much as I can. And I know what it's like to start from the bottom. I'm, I've been mm. there. And I just, I'm just always, I'm the biggest advocate for moms who are you know, they want to change their lives for the better. And I'm like, I got my two hands up and praise for those people because it takes a lot and I just want to lift them up as much as I can. Mm, you're so sweet. You're the best. And <laughs> ladies, definitely connect with this woman. Connect with her. And Ash, thank you so much for popping in today and talking with us and sharing some of your wisdom. So appreciate you being here. Absolutely. A pleasure. Really. Thank you so much. Mm, You're so welcome. And for all of you listening in, thank you so much for joining. Until next time, have an amazing day. Bye for now.
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it with Ash. And remember, caring is sharing. So be sure to hop over and rate us on iTunes. Share this episode with your friends and your loved ones that you know would relate to this. And if you're not already, come join us on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called The Divine Rich Goddesses. Come over and hang out with us. I go live every Saturday at 10 a.m. New Zealand time and share tips and tools on how to really thrive in your life. So join us over there too. Have an amazing day. Thank you.